0: Hello and welcome to The Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. Thank you so much for being here today with us. In today's show, I speak with Kara. Kara is 21 years old and started to have symptoms at a younger age, knew something was off, had heard of endometriosis, but was told several times that she did not have endometriosis. Listen in to the serendipitous part of her story where her mom who's a nurse, actually speaks to an endosurgeon on the day that Kara was crying in her car and calling her mom frustrated about endometriosis. Listening to the show here, thank you Kara for sharing your story and thank you all for being here, listening, and supporting this podcast. It means everything. Thank you. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Cycle Podcast. Today I have Kara with me. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, we are interested in hearing your story and I look forward to learning more about your endo story. But before we start, I always like to start with a little bit of, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Kara. I'm 21. My pronouns
1: are she and her. Um, I live in upstate New York and I work in medical records at a cardiology office. Okay. All right. And how,
0: how's the weather been in upstate? Has it been a little chilly or how's it's it? It's starting to get a little colder. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's a little colder here in Michigan too today. I have my little space heater on that I, I chat about on the podcast often, but it's sunny, but it's like it's a little chilly. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to jump right into your story and, you know, you being 21, I'm just curious, you know, it's a little bit of a younger age Mm -hmm. that I've chatted with. So I'm really curious, you know, how in the beginning, how did you start to feel symptoms or when, or, you know, do you remember an age that you started to potentially feel symptoms or, anything now that you know, you have endometriosis.
1: Yeah. So I started my period when I was 14, which was like later for my friend group, but whatever. Um, and it was easy. Like it was three days. I had like the slightest back cramp and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting my period. And it was like three days later, I was fine. Um, I never had what I know now, I never had like front cramps. They were always in the back. Always in the. And back. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it because my mom right. had that, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then about three years later, I just had it. Just got more painful. It didn't get heavier. It was just so painful. And so still I told, just in your back, or were you starting yeah. to have? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had told my pediatrician. Cause the only thing they ask is do you get regular cycles? So yeah, sure. Um, and then I said, I, you know, it's just getting more painful and she goes, well, maybe you should see an OBGYN. So I was 17 at that point. And I thought, okay. well, no, <laughs> I'll pass. So I waited another year. And then each cycle got worse. Then I started having pain in the front. So I went to an OBGYN which I went to the same doctor that my mom saw at the time, as you do, Um, and I had heard one of my friends in high school had endometriosis, and they told her when she was like 16 that she couldn't have kids, which whether or not that's true, I don't know, but that freaked me out because I've always wanted to be a mom ever since I could talk. I just... I've always wanted to be a mom. And that's always been like the number one priority for me. So I was just terrified that that's what I had because, you know, painful periods are the first symptom.
0: Did you know, did you know, like potentially because you had these painful cramps and they were getting increasingly worse? Did you correlate it with endo because of this friend that you knew, or or did you know what endometriosis was to have that fear?
1: Yeah. So it was partly that and partly I had taken, um, anatomy and physiology in college a few times (laughs) because I failed (laughs) the first time. Um, and I knew what it was and I knew the symptoms and I was like, "Uh Oh, okay.
0: So I already like had that. And at this point, were you having any other symptoms that now, like you can reflect back on that may have been correlated or was it really just really bad back cramps. And then they got worse. And then finally you started to have, you know, abdomen cramps. So I always had the back pain. Mm -hmm. I
1: always had what now I know I had like vaginal pain Mm -hmm. when I was on my period, Mm -hmm. which I would tell my mom, like my vagina hurts. And she's like, no, like it's your uterus. And I was like, okay, sorry, mom. I know she's going to listen to this. Sorry, mom. But that's what she told me. Um, and so I went into the doctors and I had the concern of endometriosis and I told her that.
0: Yeah. And this and, was your first like OBGYN appointment ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just said, I want to have kids.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I that's all I care about is having kids. And she goes, well, you're a little young to have kids. Um, so don't worry about that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. And she said, do you take anything for the pain? Does it help? And I was like, mm, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And she goes, oh, then you don't have endometriosis. You're okay, don't worry. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I left that, that doctor's office. I was so happy. I was like crying in tears. Cause I was like, oh my gosh I don't have endometriosis, I'm so happy
0: did you have a pelvic exam as well at that appointment or was it more just like an initial meet and greet
1: no she had me in the stirrups and she literally looked and then she was like okay you look good but there was no like right actual yeah. exam or anything okay okay but i mean she charted that she did a pelvic exam but she didn't um and then so at that appointment, right? So you, cri- like, you cried tears of I'm joy. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just continued with each cycle got worse. Yeah. Over the next year, and then I started having like ovulation pain mm-hmm. and the period pain, and then I would have like um, painful bowel movements. That was that was the worst for me. Was the bowel movements when I was on my period. That's the worst pain I've ever felt. Yeah. Um,
0: and so as time was going on, pain was increasing, but not only around your cycle, but around ovulation and other mm-hmm. times. And so now your symptoms are just kind of like growing at this point. Yeah. And sure. then all the blanks filled in Then I'm in pain every day.
1: Yeah. Um, so the following year, so now I'm 18 yeah. or no, now I'm 19. Okay. Um, and I will say she offered me birth control when I went, when I was 18. And I said, no, I really don't want to take that. I just I didn't really want to be on birth control anyway. Um and she said, Well, if you don't want to take birth control, there's nothing I can do for you. And I was like, Okay, well, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know any difference. Of course. So then a year later I went to a second gynecologist in the same practice. I just wanted to get a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And I said, at this point, I was like, I've been in pain every day for the past two weeks. Um I laugh about that now because I had pain every day for like years, but two weeks was a lot for me. So I went and I said, you know, I think I have endometriosis. I'm in a lot of pain. And she, you know, I really don't want to like, come on here and just talk crap about doctors, but I really, I just had not so great experiences. Um, She was sitting with her back towards me on the computer typing while I was talking to her. She didn't even look at me. Um, and part of me was like, oh my God, she's charting. Like, that's awesome. I'm in medical records. I'm happy to see that. (laughs) Right. Also like I'm here. Right. Right. But anyway, she didn't do a public exam. She ordered an ultrasound, which I was like, I was like, oh, Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and she never said anything about endometriosis. Every time I brought it up, she just deferred the conversation. Um, but whatever so I had an ultrasound a couple days later and there was fluid so I had had a cyst rupture
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like well when's this pain going to go away and she said okay probably about you know one or two weeks so I was like okay
0: um and Did the pain she went tell away <laughs> you that the cyst ruptured because of the fluid like when you got the results, was, she, was the speculation, okay, you probably had a cyst it ruptured. That's why you're in pain. Yeah. You're good to go now. You're good to go. Right. You'll, you'll and feel better so, in two weeks.
1: Yeah. So yeah. she tried to give me birth control, okay. which I didn't want to do again, because I was very, um, I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm not the best patient because I'm very hard headed. Um, cause I, I don't think that too that much. means,
0: No, I don't think that means you're a bad patient. I think that means you know what you want. You're advocating for yourself. Yeah, they don't like that. (laughs) I know. I do know that. Yes, they don't Um, like it. So
1: I, she was telling me all the different birth controls. And she was telling me, well, this one lowers your sex drive. And she goes, but you haven't had sex yet. So it looks like you never will. When I tell you my jaw was on the floor, oh. my mother was sitting in the room and she was like, did she seriously just say that? And I I thought she was like, she laughed about it. She genuinely, I'm 19 years old. I'm like, I, you're not allowed Speechless. to be me. Yeah, Speechless, so like- needless to say, I didn't see her again. Um, so I made an appointment about two weeks later with a completely new practice. Okay. Um, And I just, I see a PA there. I still see her now. She's the best. But I told her, you know, I think I have endometriosis. I have, at this point, now I'm having back pain. Mm -hmm. Now I'm having front pain. I'm having rectal pain, vaginal pain, hip pain, back pain, ovulation pain, you know, menstrual pain. And then now, now it's every day. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So she's like, I really think you should take birth control. And I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) So I waited a couple more months. And there was one day that I woke up and I was in excruciating pain on my left hand side. So I called to get in for an ultrasound. And the nurse was like, well if it's a cyst, you know, there's really nothing we can do. So do you really want to see, like, do you care? And I was like, yeah, I care. Yeah. Cause I want to know what's going on. Yeah. So she goes, well, let me see what the doctor says. I'll call you back. She called me back like three minutes later. She's like, so she wants you to come in right now. And I was like, okay. Okay. That's what I thought. So yeah. I went there and I had a golf ball cyst on my left ovary, which it was literally like a 10th of a, millimeter away from being operable yeah but you know they cut that off so they didn't take it out we just let it i guess stay fizzle and, away and, and slowly yeah. go away yeah um but it was big enough to where they wanted to check on it in i think it was six weeks yeah i could be wrong um to do a repeat ultrasound and they did the repo ultrasound and it was gone but because it was so big the risk of torsion is there yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, I really need to take birth control because this yeah. is scary.
0: Yeah. So
1: I was but at this put, point,
0: like still no mention of endo from the doctors. But are no. you in your like in your gut, like have you Googled it? Do you are you like this is all and like every symptom yeah. I have? Because it, it seems like you really knew. Yeah.
1: I always knew something was wrong. Like I just had a weird
0: yeah. Like,
1: and I'm I'm grateful for the pain in a way because I would have known of course but it's like I always had a weird intuition that something was wrong and it was was a fear because of you know I just want to have kids and I want to be able to have kids right so I was just terrified and nobody
0: was listening to me and were you like googling and and determining like okay this bowel pain is related that like did you at that point understand that all of your symptoms were really related or did you feel like I'm not really sure what's going on.
1: I started to notice like stuff that was cyclical. Like I would notice like um, I would have like bouts of constipation and diarrhea just on the period. Yes. And I was like trying to figure out like a trigger for food. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: I couldn't because something would bother me one day and then not the next. Yeah. And it was impossible for me to be like, oh, let me try, you know, eliminating this or eliminating that.
0: It was just... I think it's really helpful. I let, I ask these questions because I think it's really helpful for people who are listening, who have not received a diagnosis or maybe going through some of these things. And it, in the beginning, definitely for me, I had no idea all of my symptoms were related. I really thought my cramps were an isolated thing. I had no idea that all of these other things that were the, the daily pain and all of those things that it was all related, you know, like, I just, I didn't know that. So it sounds like intuitively you knew and you knew what endometriosis was, but you just kept being told that you didn't have it.
1: Yeah. And my mom had some of the same symptoms, not all, but some. So I was like, well, if she had it, then it's fine. And I would go back and forth to being like, oh my God, I'm crazy to, oh my God, I have endometriosis.
0: And I wouldn't, I just couldn't, I don't know. I, I didn't believe myself. Yeah, I understand. No, I totally, especially when you're being told that you don't have it, what, what are you supposed to do? So do you go yeah. on at this point so that you have the other cyst, it shrinks, but you decide to go on birth control? Yeah. So at this point I started, I think it was just a combination,
1: typical low dose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever. I took that for six months. Okay. And it did not help me. It regulated my period. Great. Like I knew what hour it was coming, but that wasn't what I was going on it for. Um, I still had, I, so she told me it stopped ovulation, but I still had like ovulation pain. So I took the little strips, the ovulation strips and I was ovulating. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. My ovaries are strong, but also right it's not what I'm taking this for so right you're
0: taking it to solve the pain and you're still having pain
1: yeah so I took that for six months and then she switched it like three more times I honestly don't even know what the other ones were yeah but nothing was
0: doing anything for me
1: and I'm at this point I just started a job so this is a year ago like right about now okay I started in September of 2020 I just started this new job I love it but I'm in excruciating pain every single day I have a heating pad at home I have a heating pad at work yeah um and so the next thing that happens is I I'll never forget this day it was October 15th of 2020 I was in so much pain I wasn't even on my period I was just in agony. Yeah. um and I spent my lunch break crying in my car because i have been so much so pain sorry
0: and where was the pain me, mostly like if people are listening like cr- it felt like, like cramping is, or like shooting down your leg or yeah it was in my
1: hips in my back yeah. going down my legs and then I felt like there was like barbed wire around my your uterus abdomen. and it was just being yeah. like pulled yeah and i was on the phone with my mom and she had found an endometriosis specialist at her job she's a nurse at the hospital okay and her first patient that day was an endo patient and she'd wow. never seen this guy before and she, she pulled him aside she's like i normally don't do this but i have to
0: talk to you about my daughter
1: and he was like i would have operated on her already and, and this was like, the
0: same day that you called her when you were crying in the car yeah that she met i have like full chills in my whole life. yeah i do too it's so serendipitous oh yeah. my goodness so
1: he was like, tell her to call my office. I'm accepting new patients. She's sounds like endo, And I was like, wait, the endometriosis specialist thinks I have endometriosis. Like, oh my gosh. So I still see the PA that I saw before. She's great for everything. She never doubted I had endometriosis, but she just wanted me to, she wanted me to go CGI,
0: which I didn't do yeah i'm not a good patient i don't do what i'm told she wanted me to see <laughs> No, your trust your trust your intuition i mean that's it doesn't make you a bad patient
1: yeah she wanted me to see orthopedic for the hip pain
0: yeah but i was like mm. right you knew
1: yeah so um i made i called his office and i saw him like 12 days later okay which i could not believe i called their office and she's like how about October 28th and I was like of this year and she's like yeah next week I was like okay that's fine I'm in whatever I need to do I'm there um so I just thought he was going to be super hard to get into sure sure um so I saw him and he handed me a packet about endometriosis and I was like oh my gosh like somebody believes me
0: yeah and that's
1: sad like I yeah I just feel so bad because I genuinely thought that I was just trying to find something wrong with me because that's how my doctors made me feel like yeah you know give it a couple weeks try this try that yeah take Tylenol and Motrin around the clock I can't do that every day like it I just I just couldn't do it anymore so he sent me for an MRI um which I went for the MRI and I got claustrophobic and left because I was terrified so I ended up going to a open MRI machine like an hour away with Valium it was
0: fine um <laughs> that time was fine I mean those machines are some of the older terrifying ones, it's a it's it's a with a mask, tight. On, it's a little it's, yeah. It's oh. it's a it's a little tight. This is a good place for us to take. We're going to take just a quick break, and we're going to be right back. Okay. Okay, everybody, we are back. We were just talking with Kara about. MRI in the machine and being claustrophobic after she had met up with her new endometriosis specialist. So after the MRI, Kara, what happened?
1: So he also sent me for a colonoscopy. Well, he sent me to colorectal because I had um, rectal bleeding with my periods, which I didn't notice until they started me on, it's called syndrome. So that was the first birth control that I took that wasn't in like the push out little packet it was like in a pill bottle so it was continuous so I wouldn't get a period I would still get all the symptoms but I wouldn't bleed right and that's when I noticed the cyclical rectal bleeding and I was like oh my god like that's terrifying yeah and I at first I didn't say anything because I knew that that they were going to send me for a colonoscopy and I was like avoiding it at all costs
0: yeah
1: um but they sent me to the colorectal specialist and he was like yeah you need a colonoscopy I was like okay yeah whatever yeah so I did that um January of this year okay and it was fine there was no endometriosis he saw everything else was fine um so he said that sometimes like when it grows through the tissue it can grow like 80% of the way through but if it's not 100% they won't see it on colonoscopy Yeah. yeah so I was like nervous I was like so what if I don't have endometriosis like I'm doing all this I had a right. colonoscopy at 21 yeah that was humbling by the way being in a waiting office with a bunch of old men yeah like yeah this is not good um and the prep for that uh, pro tip:
0: yeah. get
1: Zofran just do yourself a favor and get Zofran it-
0: yeah. I've done a few, uh, bowel preps in my life. Um, knock on what I haven't had a colonoscopy, but I'm sure I'm going to have to have one at, at some point, but it's the same prep as the colonoscopy and yeah. it's, it's very rough. Yeah. I had to do it for surgery too, Yeah, which was
1: lovely, but anyway, yeah. so I, so that was in January. So after I had the colonoscopy, they scheduled my surgery for February 11th. Yay. Except that's not what happened. Um, COVID took over. So it ended up switching like four or five times. Yeah. And then mid February, she called me and she's like, all right, it's February or it's April 29th, 2021. You're on the books. It's not moving. I said, are you sure?
0: She right. Said, yeah. You're like, how can you guarantee this right now? Yeah.
1: So the problem was I needed the colorectal surgeon in there too. Cause they thought it was on my bowel. Right. So getting his schedule, he was backed up cause of COVID. Sure. And um, my endospecialist schedule, it was impossible for them to get it together, but they did. It worked out just fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm still at this point, I'm still in pain every day, but I know right. I have to wait another two months to have surgery. So yeah
0: it was not fun. What were some um, of the things that you were doing to, I mean, manage it? Well, you, you have this new job. I mean, it's not as new, but you said to you use your heating pads. Were there any other things that you were doing to try and manage the pain? Yeah.
1: So I was just taking, he doubled my inner dose. Okay. So I was on 10 milligrams of that a day, which that kicked my butt because yeah. I,
0: I don't even know what that is.
1: It It's just progesterone. It's progesterone okay. only. Okay. Got it. Um, so that stops ovulation. Um, I still had the ovulation pain, but whatever. Um, I felt so sick when I took that. Yeah. And I basically had all the pregnancy symptoms without being pregnant. Right. And I was like, this is just a sick joke. Because all yeah. I want to do is get pregnant. be pregnant. Yeah. But I, so I took double of that for probably about four months until surgery um and then I did the bowel prep for surgery yeah um turns out I didn't need to because it was not in my bowel but that's fine better
0: to be safe than yeah sorry but yeah the bowel prep is for anyone who's listening if you haven't done a bowel prep basically what you do is you drink uh I think it's magnesium citrate. I don't, you drink a, a cocktail of things that make you empty your bowels. And, uh, basically what that means is probably almost constant diarrhea for about 24 hours. And it, you feel extremely nauseous. I mean, that's, that's my experience. with I it. can never look at blue Gatorade the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Will I did the watermelon. Same. I don't have you ever seen that like watermelon water the last mm-hmm. time I did one? And I was like, oh, this will make it taste so much better. I, if I see that, I literally <laughs> start to gag. I know it's horrible. And the yeah. second time around,
1: I asked for Zofran.
0: Yeah. So smart. That's a great tip.
1: Yes. Please do that, everybody listening. Zofran is um, an
0: anti nausea medication if you don't yeah. know what it is.
1: Yeah. And I, that was a godsend. Um, That's
0: a really, really good tip.
1: Yeah. So I had surgery. I woke up, they put an IUD and in surgery. We decided on that. Um, I have the Kyleena, it's the progesterone only. Okay. Um, And I, he said, well, would you like me to place one during surgery? And I was like, wait, you can do that. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so that's what I had done. Okay. The unfortunate part of that is I tore because they must have not used the tiny speculum. So I woke up not in any pain in my abdomen. You'd think it would be in my pain in my right. abdomen because I just had abdominal surgery, but I woke up talking about my vagina to the OR staff, oh. which was a lot of fun, but healed quick. It was yeah. fine, but just not what I was expecting when I woke up from surgery. Right. Right. Um, but I remember being like so groggy and I looked at my anesthesiologist and I was like, do I have endometriosis? Like, that's the first thing I asked Yeah. because I, I've been wondering this for years. Like I yeah. thought I did, but I, nobody could tell me. And I looked at the clock cause I remember what time I rolled in. I was like, he said, if there's nothing wrong, then it'll probably be one hour, but it was two hours. So I was like, mm, wonder if something was wrong. Like, I don't know. Right. And I was trying to gauge it by how long I was in there. Um, and she goes, Yeah. And I was like, yes, like <laughs> as horrible as that sounds. No, but you have an answer. So I understand. Happy. And I was like, first of all, I I don't know. I just, I was going back and forth every single day. Do I have it? Do I not? Do I have it? Do I not? Am I crazy? Like, is this all in my head? Is my pain getting better? Am I just getting used to it? Like all these questions, every single day, it was driving me crazy. Yeah. And I was like, how am I supposed to do anything? Like I, if there's nothing wrong, I guess that would be good for me having kids, but then how am I supposed to manage this pain? Why am I in pain? Like what's causing it? Um, they told me I could have chronic pelvic pain without any, any underlying conditions. And I was like, okay, that's possible. But like,
0: why would that just start all of a sudden and then get worse and progressively Um, get worse? Right. And you're not alone in that fear. So many people who have endo that for years or maybe not even years were told that they don't have it when they wake up from surgery. That is the first thing they ask because your fear is totally valid because if they said you didn't have it, then all of those questions that you just asked like, then why do I have, you know, it's just, it's mm-hmm. such a fear for so many people who have this disease. Yeah. And
1: the thing is too, is like, there were a couple of days where I had, I don't want to say no pain. Cause I really didn't have no pain. It was always just like a minimal crampiness at all times. And then it would get worse. It felt like contractions. Yeah. Like all day, every day. Yeah. Um. There was one day that I kept track. I'm like, I wonder how many I have in a day. So I kept a post-it note on my desk, and I tallied along, and I got ended up with 48 for the day. Oh my
0: goodness!
1: And I was like, this is. I have a picture of myself taking a picture with this little thing. I was like, "Ah, this is what I live with. Right. Can these doctors listen to me? Yeah. So, my specialist is an angel. He. I just, I think about like how we found him and how he took time out of his day, his busy day to talk to some random nurse he'd never met about her daughter. And I, he couldn't believe I had never had a pelvic exam before. And he was like, I don't know. It's, I just love him to death. And I just, I'm so grateful for him because he didn't ever make me feel like I was crazy. He yeah. always told me there's a possibility that there's nothing wrong. Right. Sometimes we go in and we don't find anything wrong. He's like, sure. I think it's endometriosis. Yeah. Um. So I ended up having four lesions. It was st- stage one. Okay. Um. There was some on my uterosacral ligament, which explains the back pain. The back pain. Mm-hmm. Um. There were a couple spots on my posterior cul-de-sac, and then there were some on my ovarian fossa, I think. I don't even know what that is, but that's where it was. Um, not, and,
0: not a doctor, but I, I don't um, know where that is, but somewhere by the ovary, I he, have to guess.
1: He came over and said, he goes, you're not going to remember this conversation, but I do. Uh, he was like, you have endometriosis. I took care of it. I excised all of them. It was very superficial. He said, I don't care what pathology says you have endometriosis. He's like, I'm, I send it off. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. But I'm a hundred percent. That's what it is. Sure. And I was yeah. like, okay. Um. So I went home. I was, I had the most just blissful recovery. And I hate to say that because I hear a lot of stories that are kind of nightmares of recovery.
0: Yeah, but it's, okay to, it's okay to have a, a, a good recovery too. I mean, Tell us about it. Give people hope. Yeah. So I took, he never, he gave me like the strong
1: pain medications. I never touched them. I never needed them. Um, he gave me Celebrex, which is like a stronger ibuprofen. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I took that in Tylenol for three days um, and I really didn't need it, but I took it cause I thought I should I'm Like I just had surgery. Don't you think I should take pain medication? But The, the pain I was in did not even compare to a period, which that is when I knew that I was like, okay, this is, you had a horrible time. Like I blocked it out. The fact that you're,
0: you were in less pain after surgery recovery just speaks to how much pain you were really in on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And I, I really don't even remember how horrible it was because I, I try to block it out of my memory, but I, that's when yeah. I was like, wow, like you yeah. were in a lot of pain. Yes. Um, so I only had pain for about three days. Um, the rest was just felt like pulled muscles. Mm-hmm. Sore. Um, yeah. The gas pain kind of lingered, but again, didn't compare. Yeah. Um, it kind of got stuck like under my ribs, which was fun. But heating pad, if anyone's
0: listening, a heating pad yes. helps with that. Um, Um, after your surgery, they pump up your, your stomach with gas so they can see all the organs, I guess, again, not a medical professional, but then the gas, like gets trapped and it hurts like in your shoulder and ribs and
1: yes. Yeah. But I was back to work after like two weeks, I think.
0: Oh, that's fully and you felt fully
1: functioning. I, my first period after wasn't the best time. Yeah. Um, but again, it wasn't as bad as it was before. Sure. Um and you were still
0: healing. I mean Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did bleed after surgery for about a week from the IUD, but it wasn't heavy at all and it was not yeah. painful.
0: Um so how have the past couple months been? How are you? Yeah, feeling so now it's
1: it's been just over five months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, has it been five months?
0: Almost five months. May well almost May, right? Like, yeah, it was the end of April.
1: Yeah. So I yeah, haven't had months. that pain since.
0: Wow. Um,
1: I. I just can't. I just can't believe. Like, I had the perfect story of, you know, how he did it. Like, he he said. I asked him beforehand. I was like, "Are you going to do excision?" Right? And he was like, "Well, I I try to, where I can." He said, "But there are some spots where I." would rather do ablation for fertility purposes. And I was like, okay, like that scared me. Cause I know, yeah. you know, ablation is not, you know, gold standard like excision is, but yeah. I, I just appreciate because he knew that fertility was very important to me. And he yes. knew he kept that at the focus of everything he did. And I have just,
0: I don't know. I just am so grateful for him. He's like my favorite human being. I mean, that's so amazing that how, again, very serendipitous how everything just came together that one day that you happened to be calling your mom and crying in pain, and it, it, he definitely sounds like he was meant to be your doctor. That's yeah, and for he sure.
1: yes, he definitely was. And I, he's a very busy man. He does surgery. He's. A specialist um, and he's also trying to he runs a conference every year about endometriosis he's trying to educate people he's trying to educate doctors good and it's like he doesn't have to do any of that you know what I right. mean yeah like, he's
0: passionate he cares yeah and he yeah.
1: he's just the best so oh,
0: that's wonderful that's so great and you're feeling good yeah so, I are, yeah are there any other things that we didn't talk about or things you want to add or, or or things that you've done to feel better. I mean, it sounds like you're feeling great now, which is just the best news.
1: Yeah, so I I'm in an area that has four major hospitals and I work for one of them. So I, you know, me and my mom have pretty good health insurance. So I understand that that isn't the case for everybody, so yeah. I I feel bad saying you know switch doctors switch doctors but that's what I think people need to realize is like I if I didn't switch doctors I would have still thought I didn't have endometriosis and I would have just dealt with it and been like well she told me I didn't have it so I'm fine yeah um so I guess like my advice would be to switch doctors a hundred times if you have to to get somebody that not only listens to you, but genuinely cares about your wishes. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have switched doctors 150 times to get to him because he's worth it.
0: Yeah. And I would have, yeah. And I would have
1: traveled to see him as well. Sure. Like, I think, you know, some people don't have like very populated areas to where, you know, you can get care. Um, So if you have to travel to get that care, do what you got to do. Cause it's, yeah. it's, you don't deserve to be in pain every day. No, nobody does.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, but you're 100% correct. You, you don't deserve to be in pain and being in pain every day is not normal. It's not no. normal. It's your body telling you something's wrong. Yeah, And, you know, I think you really recognize that you were very intuitive about it. And I think just the fact that you knew someone that had endometriosis, I think helped you know what the word was and know what it was too because mm-hmm. i don't know if you didn't know that friend do you feel like you would have known what it was until you turned to like google or you know yeah all of those types of things so i think hence why we do the podcast and and you sharing your story why this is so important because yeah it it educates people on a what endometriosis is but it's so different for every person yeah
1: yeah like my the main thing that they say is like heavy bleeding I never had heavy bleeding once right so it's
0: there's really no like cookie cutter no symptoms. and you're start, you had back pain you started with back pain I mean most people probably wouldn't correlate that you would think oh I lifted something you know like it just mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't it's not, it's the awareness isn't there. Right. And obviously yours turned into more pain, but it really started with back pain. And if you knew that at 16, what could have been different?
1: Right. Right. But I, I mean, I was really only in pain suffering for like a year and a half, which in the whole grand scheme of things is not bad compared to the average time it takes to get diagnosed. So I feel like I was one of the lucky ones, but I wouldn't have gotten diagnosed if I didn't right switch to him yeah so you got to you know do your own research cuz their research is not up to date unfortunately
0: yeah i agree and advocate for yourself and and like you said i know access to care and doctors is challenging but i there is a show i don't know where it's going to fall in line with the shows that i'm recording but um someone that i an endo warrior i do have on the show talks about there are a lot of other options. Some hospitals are nonprofits and you can see the doctors that way. So I, I even learned a lot of different ways of if, if you have, and it's hard when you're in a lot of pain, but making, carving a little bit of time out to do that research and find mm-hmm. avenues and ways to, to get the, the proper care. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, Kara, I really appreciate you being on. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Or I don't think so. I will comment
1: on whenever you share this to that Facebook group. Yeah. If everybody, if anybody
0: wants to, like message me, I will be. Yeah, great plug. Thank you so much. So for anyone who's listening, I do have a small Facebook group. I'm terrible about managing it because I'm trying to stay off Facebook right now. Because or just. Always, I, I only go on on my desktop. I got it. I, I got it off my phone because it's just too much sometimes, yeah. but there is a small Facebook group of amazing endo warriors who've shared their stories and, and people who haven't shared their stories. And once the show goes live, people who have been on the show can have conversations back and forth, or if you just even want to connect with Kara. I don't know, Kara, if you want to share any of your social handles, don't feel like you have to.
1: I don't, I want to make a, spe- a separate one for anime. I just yeah. haven't gotten
0: around to it. Yeah. Um, so, and and it, I really don't
1: know how. So,
0: <laughs> so while anyone who wants to, to talk with Kara more, join the Facebook group, it's linked in the show notes. Um, and I'm sure she would be willing to share you know everything and anything with you, and and who her doctor is, and and she's an upstate oh, New York. Oh, you can say his Let name. Let me tell you, you who my doctor is. Yeah,
1: um, I see Doctor Mohammed Mahmoud. His last name is M A H M O U D. Okay, um,
0: he's in Rochester
1: General Hospital. He's a godsend.
0: I'm, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I'm. I'm 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 sure he, and he is accepting
1: new patients by the way, too. So I, I told him about this and he is willing to see anybody.
0: So, well, that is very, very generous. And you've had so many kind things to say about him. So I'm sure he's very appreciative of that. Just like, I'm so appreciative of you coming on and sharing your story and you know, how you got to where you are. And I'm so grateful that you're feeling so well.
1: Now I'm grateful for this podcast because if I didn't hear everybody else's stories. I, there were things from each person that I was like, Oh my God, I have that too. Yeah. So it's
0: very helpful. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming on Kara. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your support Listening in and all of your positive feedback, it means so much to me. If you'd like to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it if you could do that on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get more guests, helps us get higher search ranking, and I just really appreciate all of that good feedback because it helps people discover the Cycle Podcast. Also, if you want to keep the conversation going, please join the Facebook group. There is the link in the show notes, and it's just a group, a very small group of people who listen to the podcast and guests who have been on the podcast if you want to further the conversation. And lastly, this podcast is not a replacement for medical advice or treatment, so always have to put that disclaimer in there. Please, always, always talk to your doctor. And thank you so much for listening, supporting the cycle. It means everything to me and I just hope that this is helping you and you're feeling okay today. Thank you again.